honesty hour, I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And the night before, I sent him a PowerPoint and said, hey, how does it look? He goes, oh, man, you have to start over. I'm like, what? This is way too much text. You need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. I'm like, I only have six hours until I have to pitch. I got it done 20 minutes before they called me. Damn, dude. And um, I figured out how to get my pitch to, to seven minutes. And uh, since then, we went through all the rounds, he got accepted, and then we pitched that same seven-minute pitch hundreds of times until we uh, graduated from the program and CSA partners said that they wanted to believe, they believe in our brand and uh, they believe in what we were doing and they wanted to support us in those efforts. All right, Nathan. So I'm super, super excited for this one because you're one of the first people to take a chance on me when I launched my company. Killing it, 28 years old, killing it with ease, got your bar. I want to know, like, how, where did you start? When did you start? How did you get to where you are now? I think what it really came back to is back when we were around 16 years old, um, my brother and my best friend, Jordan Hoffman, and some other friends, we got together, we saved up all our money, and we rented some amps and speakers, and we had this idea to have this weekend party called the Jump Off. So we got all this stuff together, we set it up, we had our own security and everything, and we thought we were the men. And uh, <laughs> we went out on flyering and things, and we put a lot of money into this. We really believed in it, and we really wanted it to work, and um, it was okay. It wasn't like the biggest thing, but it was an understanding of like, you have to put in money, you have to put skin in the game, you have to make sacrifice, put yourself out there, and maybe you'll be embarrassed, maybe you won't. So we went from that, um, and then we kind of transitioned. We were like, why don't we keep hosting our own event um, when we keep going trying to support others? And uh, we went to this place called the Ladybug Club in Milwaukee. It was an underage dance club. And um, we They had those here? Yes, it used to back in my day. <laughs> Uh, you know, I was in high school. It was 11 years ago. But uh, we were um, we were going to those, and we started really connecting with older figures. You know, there's this guy, Nick. He was like, hey, you know what? You guys are doing really well. Why don't you start, um, you know, bringing people up? And we would bring people from high school regularly. regularly. We get taken care of for uh, helping to promote those events. So that was kind of the beginning of the journey. It was all focused around entertainment and dance because I was a break dancer um, most of my youth. And uh, that's where it all tied together. You know, I love dance, I love entertainment, I love to entertain people. And uh, that's what really helped me focus on that connection. I dig that, dude. So walk me walk me through the mental evolution of mm-hmm. that moment to owning the bar, or maybe before yeah. that, that moment, owning the bar, software company now, walk me through that mental evolution. Yeah, the evolution was, um, was unplanned. You know, so I was in, in high school, and like we said, we were going to underage dance things. And eventually, uh, I started to really want to understand, like, what made these places work beyond just marketing and strategy. So I was like, all right, so we were doing these paper flyer things. And then there's this thing called Facebook and all these other social media channels coming out. Like, how can I use those to amplify my events and to bring more people to the people I'm targeting? And, you know, I was working at UPS at the time as a frontline supervisor, uh, moving up a ladder there. I was doing really well at UPS. I was really excited. You know, so simultaneously, while understanding marketing and trying to figure it out uh, and SEO, I was in 
a logistics supervisor. So I'm understanding cost, I'm understanding training. Then I went into being a co-trade retention committee supervisor. So all of a sudden I'm learning operations and marketing simultaneously. And there's nothing against the corporate structure, but it didn't allow me to be who I wanted to be. It was more of a, hey, these people are numbers. How do we get them more productive to get them to convince them to work in the way that we want them to? But I was thinking, what if we instead put them in places where they wanted to work, where they could be successful? And that's when my employees started to fall in love with me and started to get way much way better as they were. And uh, most of the people that I trained back then became supervisors. But even with that, I knew it wasn't enough, so I quit. Um, right after I had a severe injury. So I lost two things simultaneously. I dropped out of, or three. I dropped out of college. I tore my groin and hamstring severely, Jeez. where I was no longer able to really dance anymore, but not like as if it would never be a career. And um, and I just dropped everything. I dropped, lost the job, everything. So then I was like, you know what? I want to focus on scaling people's businesses. So can I take a consultative approach to helping small businesses in the city? And uh, while setting that up, I thought I was going to get a bunch of accounts, and nope, two guys found me. They were like, hey, you know what? What if you worked exclusively with us, and we'd give you an opportunity um, to partner? But I didn't want to end up in an employee role. I said, hey, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to leave everything and put it on hold. I want to be a part of it from day one, and I want to be a partner in the long run. And um, they set me up with that opportunity. And that's how I ended up going into uh, Uglies. And, uh, and this is the bar that you want. That's the bar. Oh, no. Now, that story is as graceful as people may think. I didn't come in and just put money in and be a part of it. I was a young guy. I was 21. And I was going to put the sweat equity in. So for years, I would walk from Horny Goat Hideaway, miles, all the way to Uglies. And I'd be working in there with like negative 30 degrees with, with, no, with no ceiling, no heat. And everything. had these torpedo heaters, building that place with my bare hands while working for free. So I did that for over two years. And then eventually... Um, it ended up being becoming what it is today. You know, they'd seen the hard work that I was putting in, and I got brought in as a partner due, due to some confusion that took place uh, throughout the development of the process. And um, for years, I mean, my greatest you know achievement was taking that place from being a concept that was okay to getting us three hundred percent growth in eighteen months, and that's what allowed um, a partner to trust me because he was not there for the first year because he had to take care of some things. I had to run a bar by myself. I'd never even been a bar manager before. Damn. All by myself. Um, build everything from the ground up. I had a support team. It wasn't me alone. You know, as I attributed to our GM lines, everybody else that was a part of that. And um, we got it to where it needed to be. And I said, hey, that as long as I get to this place where it needs to be, I have my own dream I want to work on. And that dream is ease. And now you're crushing it. Tell me what, what's happening now. So what's happening now is just the evolution. I mean, going from you know being this hard knocks entrepreneur to transitioning from a bar into now the technology space and going into the adventure stuff, I didn't know anything about that. There's no one to teach you that stuff, and you can't read enough about it. So you have to surround yourself with amazing people. So you know, for one year, I bootstrapped this company, did everything I could to you know keep it going, and you know, and then you know Kevin Kowalki, at like three to five months into the project. I saw what I was doing. He believed in me, and he um, he invested the very first investor, fifty k, and he was like, you know what? I'm on board, and I believe in you. He mentored me through these phases, and sit, and then we brought on Juan Campos um, and all the team members that we have now. And from six months from that day, we then got into the generator accelerator program, and I had no intention of ever raising any funding. You know, I was just I need to do this. I want to build this, but 
how do I get into the networks that I need to rapidly scale the business? And my best friend, Kobe Scotter, who I just graduated with, uh, with uh, his startup idea with, said, hey, Nate, why don't you apply? Just just do it. He's like, no, I don't want to apply, but um, I'll meet up with Troy and uh, see if I can help him find some startups that are in the area. By the end of that meeting, Troy was like, you need to apply. Deadline's tomorrow, though. Damn. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Damn. I went home that night, finished the application, and got it in. And um, Isn't yeah. that one of the like hardest like accelerators to get Yeah, into? it's a gold standard accelerator. They competed against 683 other companies. They only choose, they only chose six. <laughs> so it's a less than 1% chance of getting it. And um, we got a phone call that said, hey, made it to the next round. I was like, oh, wow. You have seven minutes to pitch, and you have seven minutes of Q&A. That's it. And uh, I was like, hey, Kobe, I don't know how to get my pitch done with seven minutes. He's like, well, here is some steps and some pointers. Um, and he, he gave them to me. And the night before, I sent him my PowerPoint and said, hey, how does it look? He goes, oh, man, you have to start over. <laughs> I'm like, what? This is way too much text. You need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. I'm like, only have six hours until... I have to pitch. I got it done 20 minutes before they called me. Damn, dude. And um, I figured out how to get my pitch to, to seven minutes. And uh, since then, we went through all the rounds. We got accepted. And then we pitched that same seven-minute pitch hundreds of times until we uh, graduated from the program. And CSA partners said that they wanted to believe, they believe in our brand. And uh, they believed in what we were doing. And they wanted to support us in those efforts. Dude, that is amazing, and it's inspiring, especially for someone like like me that's young and starting my my first venture. That I actually have a team. I'm not a solopreneur anymore. I know you don't have like the the easiest past. Can you can you walk me through some of that struggle and how it's helped you achieve what you have now? What what drives you specifically? Yeah, I mean, the thing that drives me the most is uh, my mom, because not a lot of people know my mom was a single mom. She had her boys like. We were living in a shelter called Bethany when, when she first like got to her scene and such. And um, she was refusing to have us live in a life less than what she could offer. So she just grinded, 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 going to school, trying to raise two kids at the same time, being a single mom. I watched her go through everything that it takes to help us to be who we are. And then um, around the age of 12, like, some, some rough things happened, and she couldn't be there anymore. And my um, brother and I really had to like raise ourselves from for like seven years is really tough. And uh, it's it's really hard to even talk about because honestly, like being that kind of kid, like I was depressed, like I like hated everything. I used to think that all oh, the reason I'm in the situation is because of X, Y, and Z and resent like my parents. But then I realized like, that's not acceptable. Like my mom was so persevering, so hardworking, like how would I have the audacity to not achieve my full potential? So I had to essentially get my head out of my ass. And then, um, at 19, I made a commitment that every day forward, I would never, ever be a loser again. Like, I'd be so much better for my family, and I would never, ever go backwards. And every new day would be a better day, because I owe it to my brother and my mother, who had went through the same struggles as me. So that was my pivotal mental note, mental moment, where I was, like, ready for a transformation. And um, ever since that day, my life has been better every day. Dude, that's a jet, man. I appreciate you. I have... I think I have one last question. What what about you? What makes you a misfit? What about you goes against the grain? Man, my company is everything about it. 
because I can't work within like typical constructs. Like I've never succeeded in college or anything. Like I always needed to be like on my own path, on my own journey. I needed to know who else was out there was on that same like direction. And that's why we created ease. Like I wanted to say, Hey, instead of us following the status quo, go to college, graduate, work for somebody. What if we challenged it and said every entrepreneur out there, rather be a freelance entrepreneur or a traditional entrepreneur that has a brick and mortar, whatever it may be. We all need each other in order to grow. So that's where the name Ease came from. It wasn't like, oh, let's work with Ease. The, the tagline worked out in the long run, but it was an acronym. Entrepreneurs adapting to serve each other. And that's because we have to change the way that we do things and the way that we view each other and the way that we view life to be more collaborative. And that's what I'm trying to do. It's like, that's why I'm sitting here with you. It's like, how do we collaborate to build something that would be so impactful that it changes the status quo of the, of the workforce of America or the world. And that's where I think that it makes me a misfit. What advice would you have for somebody that maybe does not have the best path? Maybe they're, they're struggling with something, their, their company just failed, whatever it may be. They want to pursue their dreams, but they don't know how. What advice would you give that person? Well, I've been there um, plenty of times. You know, I've had to start over countless times in the past couple of years because nothing's ever going to be easy. And uh, even when you feel like you failed, even when you feel like, Everything is wrong. Everything's gone. All you have to do is latch on to the people that do care about you, do support you, not the ones that don't. Because those are the ones that can tell you the real truth, the hard truth. And you have to be honest with yourself if you're ready for transformation. Why did that failure happen? And even if it's not your fault, it really is. Because at the end of the day, it's your responsibility to choose how you react to the things that happen to you, not to to choose how they're going to happen. You can't predict the future, but how you react to it um, is most important. So get up. Keep going. Keep pushing. I mean, I'm still going through hardships today because building a business is not easy. Um, but I think that's really like what people should focus on. It's just be persevering and always believe that there is this one thing that I've heard. It's like the night is dark, darkest before the dawn. So like go into the shadows with courage, knowing that as that point when it gets to the darkest point, that everything beautiful is on the other side. It's like walking through fog. Yes. Do you your Batman? Absolutely. That's all we need. I don't need anything else. Uh, no, where where can they find you? Where can they learn more? Where they where can they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you have a blog? Do you have a, a site? Where, where yeah. So find? the the best way to follow me, honestly, is I tell a lot of my stories and stuff on LinkedIn. You know, Nathan D Harris. If you want to find me on there, everything's going to be Nathan D Harris. Nathan underscore D underscore Harris, or you can go to NathanHarris.us. Um, whichever one, just look me up. And if you ever need anything, anybody can feel free to reach out to me. There's nothing I wouldn't do for anyone that's courageous enough to step out on their dreams. Dude, I appreciate you. Mm-hmm.